This is The Christian Artist. Honoring Christ through creativity. My name is Caleb. I'm Hannah. I am so sorry. <laughs> Hello, so sorry. My yeah, name is Caleb. Nice to meet you. We're just going to keep that. No, we're just keeping it. We're just going. Right. My yeah. name's Connor. Guys. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, we are finally back. Finally. Finally, yes. With uh, Christian Artist. Long time no see, friends. Episode That's our fault, sorry. 80, yes. I mean, it's not your fault, Hannah. Well, this is We're episode not blaming 80. you. Uh, this is... Oh, what? This yeah. is episode 80. It is episode, yeah. episode 80. 80. Yeah. yeah, wow. Episode 80. Crazy. Again. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, it's a good place. New beginnings. Yeah, so I think... Same people, though, so no promises. Yeah. I think this would be considered the start of the proverbial season three, probably. Yeah, um, I agree. Oh, I didn't know we had seasons. Kind of. I didn't know. Yeah. I did not. No, um, I didn't. Like, the first season, we just started with the music. The second season, we had the cold open. We started doing the cold open. Mm. Um, I feel like we have to do something different now for this season. But, huh. Um, we did the question thing for season two, right? That was the cold open, yeah. Oh, that's what that is. We either okay. it's either a question or we did like the you know the funny um right sign effects thingy. Or I whatever. liked when we did the game show. That was pretty funny. Yes, that was pretty funny. That was our peak. <laughs> <laughs> Episode twenty five. <laughs> yes, All we right, need to so do that again at some point. Let's have a very dramatic question opening. But that already is opened. always yeah no no for 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 future reference like the next part of this this sequence of of events we should do. It should be. Um, so like, so like for the beginning of this episode, it would just be us asking, uh, like, like, like narrating a bunch of random things that don't actually happen in the episode about the episode. So for instance, for this episode, uh, we'd this be like, time, will Hannah's boyfriend yes. really fall for her right, or right. is she going to fall? Will he fall for another? Right. right. Will Caleb shave his beard on screen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. I like that. And I don't see either of those things happening. Exactly. Because you can't see, you're only listening. Oh yeah. I think it would be actually really fun to have like a sort of, yeah, dramatic, like just a really funny, stupid radio thing. drama yeah. style, like. Do you, Will they or won't they? Can you really see Calvinists from outer space? <laughs> <laughs> can you really see Calvinist egos from yeah, outer Calvinist space? Yeah, Calvinist egos from outer about space. Their egos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can see their egos. That's, that's what I meant to say, but I just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is Satan really an Arminian? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, all right, wow. so. So, what are we talking about today? Yeah. <laughs> we are reviewing. The amazing movie known as La La Land. And yes, this movie came out last year, but we just... Technically, uh, I guess so, yeah. yeah. I we all just re- watched it recently. We just watched it recently. Yeah. Um, and... haven't seen it up until this point. So. Oh, also, we're just going to throw this out here and we're going to write it everywhere, but spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Yes, spoilers. If you haven't, if you haven't watched seen La La, La Land, yet, you should really go yeah, watch it. Don't listen to this before you yes. watch it because... I'll put that in the liner notes too. Yeah. And apparently don't watch it with other people who have also watched it before. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I was. Mm-hmm. I heard what you said. I was just was completely confused as to what you meant by that until you both stared at me. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Connor. I'm really sorry for that. That's been happening a lot yeah. today. No, we didn't actually end up ruining Apologizing anything, to Connor? Really. No. 
Or me not paying attention to things. Yes. No, us just staring at you and yes. you're like, what? And waiting. Wait, us waiting for you. Us <laughs> that has been patience. the theme of the yeah. day. Patience is, is, patience is the theme is of the day. patience today, <laughs> yep. apparently. I'm uh, trying to, to teach myself. <laughs> we were supposed to record like three or four episodes today. but Last week. <laughs> and last week, yeah. <laughs> but but that didn't up. happen. because We're only recording one. You mean a year ago. Mm, what? A year ago, we were supposed to record these episodes, man. Are you kidding me? Oh, true. <laughs> we should be on like the 200th. Yeah. Let's just I have mean, an no, episode if it, if where we talk every about week, what failures If it's we every week, we should be on at least 100, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but we're back, and we should, we uh, in theory, the plan, is to have, <laughs> the plan is to have an episode out every single week this yeah. summer, at the very least. Um, and we're going to, by doing, to do that, we're going to record ahead. Um, so this is, we're not recording this ahead, really. It's no. just, this is the week's episode, but the rest of them will be. Um... And so, yeah, Hannah's back, which is great. Yes. And uh, we're talking, we're going to review the movie La La Land uh, because yes. we just watched it the other night and I just, I watched it twice, actually, uh, Friday night and Saturday night. And I just couldn't get over how amazing of a movie it was and how it's one of those movies that, like, as a storyteller, as a, an artist myself, like, I could spend hours upon hours just picking it apart and looking at all the awesome things that it does. I was telling I was telling Ben uh, the other day that, like, I think you could do a semester-long course in film mm. just on that movie mm-hmm. and the things that it did. For sure. Like, it's so... For sure. Because not even just deep. the storytelling, but also... The cinematography, the, the, the way they... Yeah. The yeah. way the, the paralleling foreshadowing was. Yeah. The... So good. Like, the colors. The colors, the set, yes. The... The, the colors music. was pretty stinking fantastic. The, I'll give you that. Yeah. Whoever did that, the, the color correction for that movie. Yeah. I would have given this movie a 7.5, and because you said, talked about the color stuff, I was like, I didn't even, because I don't, I don't notice color. I didn't, I don't notice when people dye their hair. I don't, <laughs> so, you know, like that, that made it was like, well, okay, all right. They put a lot of effort into this movie, so uh, I'll give it an 8. Yeah. I... Yeah, like if Lord of the Rings is a ten, I because of course it is because yes. it is. As long as we can all agree on that, <laughs> we can. That's the, the basis together. of our scale, just <laughs> yes, so everyone yeah. can like see where we're at. Yeah, um, that is the basis for everyone's scale. They're just not intelligent the enough to know yeah. that Lord of the Rings is the greatest movie ever. Right, you right. Yeah, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah, because um, if everybody doesn't agree with us, they're just wrong. Yep. Yeah. I as long as we get that out there. Points, it's yeah, great. don't you? Yeah, it's it's uh. <laughs> it's so refreshing. Yeah, it's really refreshing to listen to people. Yeah, doing with that too, especially points. on like a podcast. Yeah, yeah. That too. Um, anywho, I'm trying to decide what I rate it. It's not a ten. Um, I don't know. It's very close to a ten. It's very close to a ten for me. Really? Huh. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. If I'm feeling not generous, I'd say nine. <laughs> and then I, very few things are a 10 for me, though. But and I can't, yeah. I'm trying to figure out why it's not a 10. Other than it is, they do kind of a cliche thing very well. And so, like, Lord of the Rings is not cliche. Well, kind of is. It's not. But it, it only is like because it was because it was the original. But everything else, because... Uh, when it came out, when the movies came out, it was a cli- it was cliche, but because 
when Tolkien wrote Lord of the Rings, that was the beginning of the fantasy genre as we know it. But so many people copied Lord of the Rings after that, that by the mm-hmm. time the movies came out, okay, those things fair. were kind of cliche in the popular culture's eyes. Um, but actually, I think it was cliche in the fantasy circles, the the nerd circles, oh, but not popular fiction. I think, I think uh, popular culture, I think Lord of the Rings was the f- first, the public's first, like, real look at those those things um yeah in 2001 2002 2003 anyway we're not talking about that (laughs) i don't know why it's not a 10 for me but it's not quite a 10 but i yeah i mean it's in my top 10 favorite movies for sure yeah i i'd i'd have to list my top 10 favorite movies i'd have to look at all the. i'd have to really think about what my list is yeah i'm pretty much have my list man Top ten right now. Go. Lord of the Rings, Godzilla, The Dark Knight. Mm, no, no. Take by that Godzilla, one back. he means the two one twenty fourteen. Yeah, twenty fourteen Godzilla. Um. Kingdom of Heaven is up there. Dark Knight yeah. is up there. I'm not sure if they're they're Directly right order, after. Yeah. yeah. So the rest. So I know that those two are the. So so, uh, Return of the King, Two Towers, Fellowship of the Ring. Mm-hmm. Then um, Godzilla. So that's four. Kingdom of Heaven, the rest are in no order. Kingdom of Heaven, Dark Knight. Um, ooh, now it's getting hard. It's a movie I just, there was a movie I just saw recently that was yeah. like, uh, Kubo and the Two Strings is not. No, I don't think it, oh, Kimi no Nawa. Yeah, yeah. Kimi, Kimi no, no Nawa. Yeah, for sure. Um, Your name. It's a Japanese anime movie. A Japanese anime movie. Uh, it's a love story. So and it's pretty much the greatest love story I've ever seen. It's real good. It was that good. Wow. It's real it made good. me feel things. <laughs> so it was many things. insane. Um, but yeah, uh, so that's seven. That's close enough, right? Yeah. yeah. Good enough. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I got, I think. Close I don't enough. know. I'm sure there, I when know you're so more, critical, but I can't. You don't even have a top uh, is the Is the Avengers on that list somewhere? No. The original Avengers? Definitely not. Really? Yeah. No. So that's on my list of like top at least fifteen like the original Avengers. <sighs> so good. Anyway, La La Land. La La Land. So uh, I thought it would probably make the most sense to just go chronologically. Oh yeah, we this. just do a little commentary on. Yeah. Okay. And just like talk about it from the beginning to the end. Lion King. La- oh mm. yeah, you can't. <laughs> and Tarzan. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lion King and Tarzan. Those are some nope. good movies too. True. You're right. So true. Truh. Okay. Gross. So the first scene. Oh, so I want to give the backstory of how I started watching La La Land the first mm-hmm. time. Is this past March I went on a mission trip to Guatemala, and flying back from Dallas to Chicago, there was in-flight entertainment and it was for free. <laughs> and I was gonna do homework because I had missed a week of school, which was. You know, but why do homework when you can decision. watch movies? Exactly. And then I was looking at it. I'm Lord. like, if they have Beauty and the Beast, I'm going to watch. Mm-hmm. And they had La La Land. So I'm like, oh. And then I started <laughs> watching it. Okay. And the flight from Dallas to Chicago is a little less than two hours. So the moment the wheels of that airplane hit the ground in Chicago, the movies turned off. And that was right at the point where she and her husband walk into spoilers. Spoilers! Spoilers! Okay. She and her husband walk into the bar and they oh, wow. see him and the whole epilogue begins. 
that's when it shut off. And oh, I'm like, no. when you don't know if like her husband, yeah. that's a movie or if she and Sebastian actually end up together. So I was dead. I, n- I never thought that I was in a movie. Really? No. Cause your dad did. Really? I noticed he huh. said that he's like, this better be a movie clip. And that's exactly yeah. what I thought when I was watching. I'm that's like, interesting. There's no way they don't end up together. Cause this is a Hollywood romance. Hmm. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. They don't. <laughs> yeah, and that and that's what I think. That's the reason I like this movie so much is because they don't end up together. Like, yes, it wouldn't have been the yes. same movie. I don't think I would have liked it because it would have just been another Hollywood romance movie. Yeah, and I that's agree. Not what it needed to be. And what they were trying to show was the importance of like people coming into your life and helping you through things. Yeah. The point of the story wasn't looking at a couple's relationship and seeing how they like worked things out that was a story so Mm -hmm. yeah they had to pick what story they were going to tell and they did that well for sure yeah good but starting back at the beginning so i click on la la land in my little plane oh that's a good song (laughs) oh the narnia movies are probably on my list they aren't on my list i mean they're not good but i just it's part of my childhood, like the it's sentimental true. It's season true. of those okay, movies. Okay, all right. I like, like them. you enjoy them a lot compared I to other movies. I enjoy watching them. So yeah. it's not necessarily this is this is a well done movie as much no. as it's you enjoy it more yes. than most. All sentimental right. reasons. Yeah, but. that's that's fair. So I'm sitting in my plane seat watching this, and it starts out where they're all dancing on the highway, and I'm like, <laughs> why does everyone like this movie? This yeah. is so weird. And I just kept watching because I didn't want to do my homework, and I was tired, so it was. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. kept falling in love more and more. Yep. So. And that I think that's one of the things that that movie does so well, is it starts off in a way that I feel like it had to start off that way. They did it really well, but it's also, it, it's not what you're expecting at the beginning it to be. You're expecting it to be a little bit more smooth in its introduction yeah, of these things. Yeah, it's not. But beca- because of the way they ended the movie... All of it made sense. Like, all the stuff they did at the beginning, the way they opened that movie, which was a little weird and, and like, slow. But all of it had parallels at the end, and so all of it was relevant. And that's the way to make a movie. Even if you are going to make, like, a slower beginning to a movie, don't have it be irrelevant. As yeah. long as it can be a part... As long as... The thing you never want to do with any story is make any scene pointless mm-hmm. or irrelevant. Yeah, I feel like... Okay, Everything has to have a meaning. If I would have watched that movie from beginning to end, I probably would have given it a lower review. But because I watched the first part of it first and then put it down, and then the next day I watched the entire thing, I think that made me enjoy it more because <laughs> I could get over it because I'd hated the two main characters. Right. And, and like, up until when I stopped watching, I was like, yeah, no, these two people are stupid and I don't want to watch this anymore because I just, I, they were just being dumb and I was just like, I, this is not enjoyable to me, but because I went and watched it again, having gotten, gotten over the fact that I hated everything about them. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed the rest of their character story. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's probably why. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I, like, they aren't characters that I can identify with, yeah. They're characters say. that I can identify with. I mean, in a sense, sort of. But they're just kind of... I don't want to, Quirky's not the right word, but... They're interesting people. They are interesting, and there's a lot of, I don't know, different kind of dynamics. 
of the characters that the characters themselves aren't even aware of. And yeah. so I think that's part of the show also is you're, you're learning about them as they're learning about There's them. There's a lot of slice of life is, stuff yeah. in that movie where it's just you're watching these two people live their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and because the movie is shot the way it is, where it's like a season, it's a whole year um, filmed back, you know, in chronological order from mm-hmm. the winter to the next winter or whatever, you know. And then five years later. And then five later. years later. But yeah. like... Um, because they film it like that, you get this very full arc of these are the characters. Who, this is how they live their lives. This is what their lives are like. This is how they they interact with the people around them. This is how they've grown to know more about themselves, living in LA and mm-hmm. and being in a relationship with each other, stuff like that. Um, and I really I I I want to talk about that just a little bit the the whole winter spring summer fall thing like mm. they did that so well because mm-hmm. the progression we all understand progressions of the seasons in the in western culture um you know as a as an analogy a lot of times for those sorts of for relationships even you know like it's the spring of the relationship where the you know the romance is mm-hmm. just budding and then the summer where the it's in full love, bloom yes. and the and the and the flame is there and then the fall where it starts to die off and then yeah. the winter where it's oh, that's dead. True. And that they framed it like that so that when they did end up not being together, it was it wasn't out of nowhere. It was surprising yet inevitable because you you can look back on it and see oh but the way they made they framed mm-hmm. this story with the seasons how could I like how could I not yeah. have known that would be the way this movie would end, um, and unfortunately I had did have it ruined for me um, before I went into the movie um, mm-hmm. that that yep. the uh, I also kind of they ended up did not well being together, so I didn't but. watch the last ten minutes but then when I was like oh I watched La La Land on the plane and everyone's like I hated that movie and I'm like oh that means they're not together at the end <laughs> good <laughs> see and, and that's what really frustrates me about yep. movies like this because they are it's literally a masterpiece of it art yep. but because people have their preconceived notions about what kind of stories they like mm-hmm. they want. This, they want the main characters to end up together. Well, because and if they, they don't, don't want to... Okay, so so when you watch a romantic movie, mm-hmm. what are you thinking of? Oh, I want this to be me someday. I want to have a relationship like this, mm-hmm. right? And if they don't get together... What does that say about me if I like all of these depressing movies where they don't get together? Well, that's what I'm getting to. When you watch a movie where the main characters don't get together, mm-hmm. it's about learning a lesson from yeah, bad mistakes yeah, in a relationship. Yeah. Same, and we yep, like those sure. movies because it gives us wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we can gain wisdom and... Um, learn more about morality from watching people in certain situations make mistakes and yep. then facing the consequences of said mistakes. Mm-hmm. People don't like those movies because they don't want that kind of wisdom. They just want everything to work out great in their life. Mm-hmm. They don't want to, to learn from mistakes. They don't want mistakes. They just mm-hmm. want everything to be perfect and they can have sex with this, this person <laughs> for as long as they want. Romance. Yeah. Okay. And always And always be lustfully attracted to them. Right. Yeah. And it's interesting. I, I really appreciated the way that movie did romance too, because they didn't they didn't bog it down with random sex scenes and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they made it they made it obvious that the because of the passage of time, they made it obvious that they were living together or whatever and they were, you know, all constantly in each other's lives and they were basically you know, a very, very serious couple. But they didn't have to because you never have to show them like 
coming home after a long night and then passionately falling into each other's arms and then starting to take each other's clothes off. You know what I mean? You don't need that sort of thing because you can get it through other means. And also because... Yeah, pornography. <laughs> wow. Well? No, that's not what I meant at all. Why did you ruin my point? No, what I meant was you, you can tell the same... You can, you can get across the same point that they are madly in love and they are physically attracted to each oh, other. Oh, right, okay, all right, yeah. Through other things in storytelling. I mean, I mean yeah, I, I agree, but no, but, but my, with my point, it's why would I watch a movie where I can watch pornography when I could just watch pornography? Like, there's no there's no incentive no, no, to watch a movie that no, there, is pornography. There is for, for, for culture, for, for normal cultural people, because it's acceptable. Right, right, fair enough. It's more acceptable to watch a movie... That, that has, has, then... has it's borderline pornography than to actually go watch pornography. It's true, I guess so. Yeah. Never thought about it like that. But mm-hmm. yeah. Does not condone. Uh, we're <laughs> planning on having. Yeah, I, I, I think it's obvious. Later. I think it's obvious to, uh, to everyone at this point that we don't condone pornography. Hopefully, hopefully you've listened to, enough, listened of to enough of our episodes that we value life and yeah. yeah. We'll have an episode about that sometime. Yep. I'm, I want to talk yep. about that for sure. So. Um, but what I was saying about the Their romance love story, and yeah, how they did it well, yeah, and that's mainly because the like the whole movie. One of the, the thing you need to know, like a lot of times, there are movies where I see them or like books or whatever, where I, I see them or read them or whatever, and I am like, hmm, all right, someone who I would recommend this to, I need to give them a qualifying statement. This is how you should look at the movie. Like for example, when I watched Interstellar. My qualifying statement to people who watch the movies is just treat the science as if it's a Brandon Sanderson magic system. And then you won't be mad when they get the mm-hmm. science wrong halfway through the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, for example, any of the John Cleaver books. Go in knowing that it's supernatural. Mm-hmm. He hunts demons. That's the point of the books. Because yeah. if you don't have that expectation, it can ruin it ruin it for you. Yeah, because you're, you're expecting, expecting something realistic. And it's, and not. it's not. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like watching Lost and expecting there not to be time travel, <laughs> and then there is. Spoilers. Yeah, expecting Whoa. it not to be supernatural and yeah. to be a serious, yeah, like, conspiracy lost. theory yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, La La Land is the same way. The, what you need to know going into this movie, it, it is an homage to old Hollywood movies. Homage? Yeah. Homage? No, that's homage. how you pronounce it. That's how you pronounce it. Every pretty sure episode... It's we come across a word that we don't agree on. It's just part of what we do. You pay homage. Pay you homage. pay homage to a movie, but a movie that is an homage of a movie. Uh, okay. Right. Oh, so the verb versus the noun. Yes. Okay, fair okay. enough, fair enough. So we do agree. See? Okay. We're just looking at two <laughs> um, different sides of the yeah. same yeah. coin. Okay. And you have to know that going in because there are weird things that happen in this movie that don't mm-hmm. make sense unless you know that they're they're making a bunch of references to old films, they're drawing on a bunch of the cliches to f- tell their story, but then they're twisting the cliches. Like, that's the whole point of the movie, is mm-hmm. to be about those old films and Hollywood romance and stuff. So, like, there's, there's a point in the movie where they just start, like, dancing and floating in the stars yep. <laughs> and it's really weird but if you if you go into it knowing that all right they're going to make references that you might not get to old movies you know then specifically rebel mind. without a cause which yeah, is rebel a very good a movie cause. highly recommend james dean um but yeah so and knowing that helped me 
get that movie a lot more um, because later in the movie they they bring it back and they parallel those things and they they kind of twist the the cliches of the Hollywood romance and it's all mm-hmm. it's all very nice and, and well well done um, but yeah I mean we've kind of jumped around here but going yeah. chronologically so the opening is a little weird it's the Hollywood thing it is just, it's very like, much the Hollywood it's gonna thing. be Hollywood accept it and you're like okay and then you accept it and it's fine yeah and, it, and it's weird. It's interesting that, like, there aren't many movies that start off an entire full-length scene where no characters that will ever be relevant to the plot show up in the scene. That's true, too. Yeah. Why do you guys think that is? I think I know what why it is, but I, I'm I picture them opinions. as the crowd, I guess. And, yeah. And then we find the someones in the crowd that we actually care about, so... Wow, that's, that's my deep. Take on it. <laughs> that was deep. <laughs> um, one of the things that I thought was really interesting about that opening is that it's basically it doesn't introduce character and it doesn't introduce plot. But well, it, it kind of does. But mostly, what it does is it introduces setting. It, it lets us know, all right, the setting of this movie is we're in L.A. and we're going to follow a bunch of starving artists. <laughs> <laughs> that's what this movie is about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and I guess it gets across character because it tells you that our characters are going to be these people. And it, it gets across plot because the plot is going to be about these people. But mostly it, it introduces the setting in which the characters and the plots unfold um, in the movie. Yeah. Um, which is a fun way to do it. And I would recommend if you do watch this movie, watch it with subtitles because I feel like the, the singing is just... in just unintelligible enough sometimes yeah. that you really need to be aware yeah. of what they're saying. Yep. Um, it's, it's so every single detail is, is cool. Yeah. Like you can still understand the movie if you don't get every single word or every single detail, but it's something that you can enjoy much more if you notice all those yes, things. Yes, exactly. Um, and so, and for part, and part of the reason, I, I guess I'm kind of glad that I didn't watch it in theaters when it came out then. Because then I can actually <laughs> sit down with it and mm-hmm. like watch it with subtitles and know exactly what they're saying every time. Um, but continuing on from that, what do you guys think about like the the introduction to our main two characters? Um, I think it just puts a lot of the tension in their relationship in right away. And also, oh, I guess they yeah <laughs> they meet each other on the, yeah, <laughs> they meet each other on the freeway and. Yeah. Yeah. And traffic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tension. Yeah. Well, obviously, we're not going to go through like every scene and talk about it, yeah. but like in general terms, like you know, that they opened it with following the girl's point of view, and she's practicing for her audition. Yeah, and then going back in time, and then following the guy's point of view. I really liked the how they did yeah, that. Yeah, I thought, yeah. They were really I thought that was, was really mashed. clever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And. Oh, wow. You know what I just realized what they were kind of doing? Is they were kind of showing us how these two these are... These two have separate... They have separate lives. separate people. They oh. have separate lives. Until the moment that the girl basically falls in love with him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, when he, when and he, then it's the same story always. Yeah. That's true. Hmm. That's they really do cool. have separate And then lives. at the end, they do the... The whole separate thing again, where they're both yeah. doing something different. Mm-hmm. And then wow. they do the life together. Yep. And, okay, this is jumping around again, but during the life together part, I don't know if you noticed, but all of the setting and stage is fake. 
like mm-hmm. when he's playing in his piano bar in Paris, it's like fake walls. Yeah. And you can very much tell that yeah. it's not a real place. And I just thought mm-hmm. that was interesting. And, and the reason for that is because they went back to the, they, they took all the stops out for homaging the old right. Hollywood movie but, style, everything. And then it plays nicely into this isn't real. Like yeah. this didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So Exactly. Um, but I thought it was really, all of the things that the, op- the first half of the movie did were directly paralleled in the second half of the movie. Like that was the movie was two halves that where all of these things kept happening, but, and then built, built up to this, this midpoint. And then it started paralleling back. So we had the moment where, uh, you know, they're, they're interested in each other or whatever. And he asked her to go to the movie and then she ends up, overbooking herself and and Mm -hmm. having to do something else during that same time period but she decides to leave halfway through it and go go to the movie and see it with him anyway and then in the later half of the movie we get the same exact sort of thing where the guy accidentally overbooks him himself um when he should be at her play that she wrote herself but instead has another thing that he 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 had to do instead and he doesn't go and and uh, go halfway through and, you know, That's blow it, it off. <laughs> and it's it's just so cool because they did that so many times in that mm-hmm. movie, mm-hmm. but often really subtly, which is the way you... Ha- like, you can't be o- over heavy-handed with those sorts of things because otherwise they'll be like, oh, okay, well, I saw that coming. Every moment is just a strict parallel mm-hmm. from beginning to end. No, but, but it was each time... They did it really like subtly. Like, he's steering... Or she's sitting at dinner and the music starts playing and then she runs off and then he's at the photo shoot and he's like, play something. And he plays their theme Mm -hmm. and he doesn't run off. But I was thinking about with that jazz, that little, or just jazz music in general, like that's something that's kind of always in the background of their relationship. That's literally like their soundtrack of Mm -hmm. their lives. And there's times when they ignore that. And that's when things don't go well. Like when they're fighting at dinner, there's the soundtrack in yeah. the background and they talk over it. And so my question is, what do you think their relationship was based on? Like why, what brought them together? Sexual attraction. But no, I it wasn't. So. No, it was, it was the fact that they no. were both dreamers. I, they I both, they so. both had definitely big... sexual attraction. Stop. Okay. That was part of it. <laughs> but like, if you don't have sexual attraction to your partner, you probably yeah, shouldn't be in a relationship I agree. with them. But, but I no, think there's no, more it was than... it was a dreamer thing. I believe. I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, so yeah. that's and then I think the how we as like people in taking the movie viewers that's what it's called um, notice like them being dreamers is in their theme because yeah. when he initially plays that theme, he's literally like just spontaneously playing that when he shouldn't be so that's his mm-hmm. yeah he has a strict set thing. list that the guy told him he had yeah. to play and he wants to break free from that he has a dream he wants to mm-hmm. be a jazz pianist so every time that we hear that the jazz music slash their theme is being covered up that's like a time we know that they're not being true to their selves mm-hmm. being dreamers okay, and so. when you look at a movie like this and again, I, the, I think the, the number one thing you can learn from this movie as a storyteller and an artist, if you want to tell stories, watch this movie multiple times and watch how every single moment has a very specific purpose in the plot. Watch There's... the movie for different reasons each time. Yes. First, watch the movie and pay attention to the characters. And watch the movie, pay attention to the 
the subtle storytelling plot. The you colors. Know, the, and yeah, spend, the watch, spend, yeah. spend an entire time just watching the movie for the colors the and colors. notice all of the, the colors. The color scheme, like because yeah. they, the color scheme tells a story mm-hmm. in every scene. Um, and, and that's why I love this movie so much because it, it is it is a virtual masterpiece of theater, uh, of, yeah. of of film because it, like every line they say, every word of dialogue, is specific and poignant to exactly what the story they're trying to tell is. There's mm-hmm. never a moment. There's never a, a, a word that shouldn't be there. Except for the F word. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Which also tells a story. But it still tells us something about his character yeah. and their character. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah, and, and that's that's again, like the, the, just, the main reason we <laughs> the main reason we review movies on this podcast mm-hmm. is because we are artists ourselves and we want yes. to pick these things apart and, and hopefully help you all um be able to see these things too and be able yeah. to put them in your own in your own stuff. Mm-hmm. The yeah, the reason that this movie works so well is because they they probably went through draft after draft after draft after draft cut so many things out in the writing process, mm-hmm. restitched it together so many times to make sure it was perfect because every moment has a purpose. And that's hard mm-hmm. to do. Sometimes you will write a scene, like if you're writing a book, that, yeah, ultimately has no point, but your job as an artist is to go back through and be like, oh, that doesn't need to be there, and just cut it out, even if you <laughs> love that scene. Um, and I feel like that this movie is such an homage to um, uh, old movies that it could have very easily become a you should kill your darlings thing mm-hmm. where they're like, oh, but we want to put this reference to this old movie in. But mm-hmm. the, the references they, they made were directly relevant to the plot they were trying, the story they were trying to tell. It was never just a one-off thing, like the Rebel Without a Cause thing. That was all very specific because they're dancing among the stars mm-hmm. in this planetarium, and it shows us that they're, they're on their first date. It is this, you know... You feel like you're being swept off your feet, sort of uh, over emotional thing, because that's how first dates go. That's how your beginning of a relationship goes. Mm-hmm. But then when they are in the the what it could have been seen at the very end of the movie, where he plays for the song and they reminisce basically about what could have been in their lives, if they made better choices. They're dancing among the stars again, but they are on the ground. They are grounded in reality because they both got past the point where they were just sexually attracted to each other and attracted to each other because they're both dreamers and got to the point where they were actually loving each other. And then they decided to leave because of that. Yes. Because there was no longer sexual attraction. They were no longer intrigued by each other. Well, well, that's the thing, I though. Don't, I that's don't know if not. I'd say that. It was part of that, I'm sure, because the, they did go. They went through a rough patch that was mainly because... That, that would have been able to be overcome if they had gotten over themselves <laughs> a bit. Exactly. But there's also the point that they they had very separate ideas of what they wanted their lives to look yeah, like. Yeah, no, no, no. But, but in order to get a good moral out of this movie, that was part of it. Part of it was right. that they were no longer attracted to each other and they had... They, they knew... fell out of love yeah. and they didn't try hard enough to get back into love. Yeah. I don't know if they... Okay, you have to define love then. Yes. Because she says, I'll always love you. And, yeah, I, and think I think the, it's basically like, I will always appreciate you for for what you did I will always life. agape you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I will always appreciate you for what you did in my life. I will always be that so thankful for you how you... You me enough to push me... To push to, me to yeah. do these things that I've wanted to do for forever and to, and to make sure that you drove me to this audition, mm-hmm. you know, and when you, you, know, you did not have to do that and whatever. And... But, was it Felipe? 
Felipe love? Fel- no, Phileo. Phileo. Phileo is brotherly love. Yeah. Um, oh, Phileo. So I always Phileo you, but I will not, I not always agape. agape. I would think Agape makes sense, but but I will not... I don't Eros, Eros you. you. Eros, yeah. that's... Oh, that's Eros cool. is romantic right. okay. love. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, we, we aren't compatible in the same way that we thought we were. And I think the main, re- main thing of the, the story like that was they had such... They had conflicting personalities. Yeah. And that was very evident with the song, you know, um, What a Waste of a Loving Night. That they yeah. were both very sarcastic, sort of, kind of fiery people, and that ended up being clashing. Well, right. And I think mm-hmm. the moment she said, I don't like jazz, we should have all known that there was never going to be a relationship there. Yeah. Because that's yeah. kind of, like, not jazz just the music but jazz is who he is so yeah. she doesn't like that but that's the thing she ended up loving jazz by the end of the movie mm-hmm. did she yes i mean she no yes she she, she was absolutely never gonna did. be as impassioned about it as he was which i think is fine but she, like she was taught to appreciate it but i don't think if you asked her what her favorite music was she wouldn't have said jazz you know what I mean? Yeah, I I get that because there was the scene where they were fighting, and she and and he's like, "Do you like the music that I'm playing right now with the pop pop style mm-hmm. stuff?" And she was like, "Yes, I do. I love it. Yeah. Do you like the music you're playing mm-hmm. right now? Because she knows that that's not the mm-hmm. music that he likes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she was taught to appreciate it, but I don't think it wasn't her favorite. Like that wasn't something that they were able to bond over mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it, it was probably more like it's him. He is jazz, he is and jazz. so and I can appreciate that, but because I not love my him, favorite. I love jazz by yeah. default, yeah. Mm-hmm. but not for its own reason, right? So I think yeah. not having that just that mm-hmm. was like we should have known the whole time. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Got to get this out of the way. I hate jazz. I hate jazz. What? <laughs> what do you mean you hate jazz? Yeah. <laughs> and so even there, okay, that's another thing we can talk about is. She wasn't educated enough on what jazz was. All she knew was that radio station back home where people just talked over it. Yeah. And he's like, let me show you what jazz is, and then you can have your opinion. Mm-hmm. But at least let's judge the same thing. <laughs> yeah. But did they judge righteously? That's the question. It doesn't matter. <gasps> Hannah. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Uh. They judged educate. Wow. So yeah. Um, <laughs> what about the mid part of the movie? Uh, do you guys have any thoughts? Oh, on... let's talk about Keith and that relationship, and the tapas and sambas. Kind of talk oh, about yeah. Sebastian's yeah. backstory. Yeah, because there comes the point. Yeah, and I and I think it's it's really really a poignant thing that there comes the point where you know you have the awkward conversation with the guy Keith who, you know, he, uh, the main character Sebastian used to, or one of the main characters Sebastian used to play with, play jazz with. Um, and you can tell there's uncomfortableness there. Um, discomfort, I guess, would be the, the word. Um, and then you have the conversation that he overhears on the phone where uh, the girl is, um, is talking to her mother on the phone and basically saying, like, yeah, you know, the, guy's, the guy I'm with is great and he's going to open his own jazz club. No, he doesn't have the money right now, but, you know, he's working on it. Uh, you know, he's gonna, he'll do it eventually. And you get this, you realize, he has this realization where he's like, wow, yep, I need to put aside my artistic high horse and just go 
be an adult and make money so I can do this. Like, otherwise, I need a steady job, you know? And because he... And he did that because he loved Mia. Like, that was the reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he gets to the point where he, you know, shows that these people have a very neo-jazz <laughs> uh, performance not style. Really jazz at all, yeah. Yeah, it's electronic and pop and It's not who weird. he is. Yeah, and it's not something that he really enjoys. But because he loves Mia and he knows that he should, he wants to, he literally wants to provide for her. That's, that's part of the thing here. Is that you know he'll he'll do that mm-hmm. even though he doesn't like it, but it gets to the point where he gets so wrapped up in the idea of having a steady job and being a person who is in something successful that he forgot about the the initial dream that I mean had partially made Mia attracted to him in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. Because he's a dreamer, right. just like her. But if he just gives this up and just does something he's not passionate about, then... I was just thinking, what if the part... Why Mia was attracted to Sebastian was because of the interest that he took in her. Because nobody had really taken interest in her. And he was like, I'm going to make you live your dream. Oh, hype. Wow. (laughs) This is so exciting. Thank you. Thanks, Dad. Michael you T. the best. Michael T. Tea. Powers coming in clutch. <laughs> oh, it smells really good. Oh, it's the honey lemon tea. Oh, what a guy. How do I open this? <laughs> You're laughing at me. Oh, what a guy. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, about okay. So my thought yeah. was her whole goal in life is to have someone be interested in her and interested in her talents, yeah. and she's never found that. And he has started to show interest in her and her talents. So I think she wasn't necessarily in love with him, but she was in love with the attention. It was part of it. But I think she did also appreciate his passion. I really well, like that's the, the thing, though. The reason that she loved him was because was not not in a I don't think in a selfish way, like, oh, someone's finally paying attention to me with this thing. But someone believed in her. Mm-hmm. Someone was like, right. you are good at these things. Do them. Just mm-hmm. do it. You know? That's the agape of yeah, I love exactly. you for who you are. Yeah. And I think she loved him also. The line where she's, when they're fighting, and he's like, nobody's going to come. You said so yourself. And she's like, people will come because people love what other people are passionate about. Mm-hmm. I love and that line. that's why she loves so jazz. Yeah. And that's that's why she appreciated his love for jazz and jazz itself. And, yeah, so just learning the importance of passions, I think, mm-hmm. is what she mm-hmm. did. Because that's why she loved him. Mm-hmm. It was because he was passionate about something. And yeah. then when he wasn't passionate about what he was doing, she didn't know how to love him. Yeah. So. Yep, exactly. I understand. But yeah, so um, I guess talk about the ending. Um, the ending, yeah. Oh, okay. So we could talk for days about how masterful the ending is. Yeah, and and that's also the thing though is like that's the part that people hate the most about yep. that movie, right? Like that's the controversial part of the movie mm-hmm. is that they the don't part. get together. Yeah, and that's what makes the movie the movie. Mm-hmm. Without that, you don't have a movie. <laughs> right. So without that, it's just like watching anything else. Yes, exactly. Any this is other something happy, feel-good story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is. Oh, which is, okay, which also goes into her doing 
her stuff is that people are always wanting something new and something better, and so that's what they do with their... Oh, mm-hmm. There's just so many... You literally could have yeah. a whole semester class on this movie. For sure, yeah. And so, apart. yeah, I think, uh, like, homework for people listening to this podcast. Watch La La Land if you haven't already. Watch La La Land well, if you have already. I mean, yeah. if, if you've already watched it, why in the world are you listening to this spoiler review? <laughs> right, yeah. Some people are like that, though. I know. But, like, but that's not like literally, either way, go watch the movie. Go watch it. Right, as soon as this episode's over, go watch it. Okay? And get a notebook and choose one part of that movie and write down all the cool things they do, like, yeah. plot-wise. Just I want to like, hear what right. you guys pick up, because I'm sure we're missing, oh, yeah, like, for sure. so much. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear your mm-hmm. ideas. That's my favorite. But, yeah. um, so with the ending, the whole time you're, like, on the edge of your seat, like, what's going to happen, what's going to happen? Because everyone wants them to be together, mm-hmm. because we're all trained, like, that's how romantic movies go. They end yep. up together, they yep. live happily ever after. And I think that's really why, what I love most about this movie is that it's not a happily ever after movie. Yeah. That it is real life. Exactly. So, not that real life can't be a happily ever after, but it's not, so yeah. I like that it's, it's not. Realistic. It's not the, and, and the difference was when they, when it showed that they weren't together, and then it showed the, you know, they had the moment where they saw each other in the jazz club, where he did have his jazz club, and he went up to play, saw her, and then started playing their theme. And then within that theme, like, it was almost like an apology and almost like a glimpse huh, into their... Apology. That's what I thought immediately, was okay. it's like an apology to her. From I, him. I, I guess. Because it was really his fault that that happened that mm, way. I, I wouldn't put all the blame on him. Not all the blame. Oh, I would but, always put all the blame on the guy. No, but this yeah. is the thing. No. He was the one. <laughs> he was the one who was the jerk. She was never a jerk to him. Not a single time. That's okay. Not that's a single true. point. That's true. <laughs> she was there for him yeah. when he needed her. Yeah. That's true. Okay. I, I can yeah. accept the apology. <laughs> <laughs> the apology. The apology. <laughs> apology accepted. Yeah. Um, but like in that glimpse, in that, that uh, it's like a, a flashback side thing. Like, was like, this is what could have been uh, if I had gotten my act together and mm-hmm. we had you know, support each other in the way that we probably should have and stuff like that. We have the moment where um, they, uh, I'm trying to remember what I was going to point to you. There's a specific thing. When um, they're sitting in the jazz club, that's not his. Well, right. The Yeah, the, the idea that it's, ah, oh, man, no, it was, dang it. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to kick you because you, you keep laughing and ruining my train of thought. I'm sorry, AJ, you showed me AJ, the Yes, thank you. That's, That's your fault. Yeah. It's not my fault. It's just my Um. Anyway, so we were going to... I'm trying to remember what we're talking about. Because we were talking about the apology. We were talking about the... When he starts playing it... Oh, man. I completely forgot what I was talking about. So he sits... Or he sees her... Was he going to play something else, or was he planning on playing the theme the whole time? I no, I don't think he was, was, I think he was planning else. on playing something else. I think else that was he, spontaneous. He just started to, yeah, play the theme. Sees her, plays that, and there. I wonder whose point of view that's from. I think it was from 
her point of view. Her point of view. Because because it, it did was, parallel her life. Well, because yeah. it was it was from him to her. Basically, he was trying to tell her that story. Mm-hmm. So it was him telling her that the story of what their lives could have been through the music he was playing. That's yeah. what I got from it. Yeah. And um, how the parallel of what she just experienced with her husband, she now relived yes. with Sebastian. Yes. So. Um, yeah. And I'm trying, there was some poignant, probably really deep thought that I had about Happiness. that, but I kind of forgot. It'll come back um, to you. Yeah. You can put in the liner notes. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, so. I was so also going to say something else. The ending. Oh, okay. I, I remember what it was. Because we were talking about um, how people didn't like the ending of that movie because they didn't mm. work out the mm-hmm. way it was supposed to be. That's why the the the, the flashback, you know, how it could have been seen where they're going through all these, like, fake movie scenes and, and like, everything is hyped up and, like, wish wishful thinking sort of thing. Like, this is Wish Upon a Star, like, Hollywood magic sort of romance mm. happening here. That's... They were basically st- saying to the audience, listen, this is what you wanted from this movie. Yep. We can't give that to you. Mm-hmm. It would ruin the movie. Right. <laughs> this is not the movie we want. And if people didn't like it, then so what? They made yes. they made a movie that taught people a lesson. And if they didn't like the lesson, then then like, oh, well. I mean, yeah. And that's, that's one of the things like you can always you, you can never say to a person you shouldn't have liked that movie. Because well, people you have no, 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 no. Because well, I guess in some instances, <laughs> <laughs> like that was a horrible, like morally. Yeah, you, you can. It, it depends movie. on the reason that if they like the right. movie for good reasons. But or if, like, but yeah, for if we're reasons. talking about just a simple like, oh, that was like we maybe think that's a bad movie or whatever, just like structurally, yeah. and the person's like, no, I just really enjoyed that movie. We can't argue with that, right? We can't just say no, you shouldn't have enjoyed that movie. Yeah, that's. But we can say that was a structurally bad movie, and here's why. Like in storytelling wise, they did this wrong and this if, wrong and this wrong. You enjoyed it still a bad works movie. for you. It doesn't say anything about the movie. It it says something about you. It says that there. No, it, it says that there was something in that movie that you latched onto that you just really enjoyed, and that's okay. Yeah. And then, like yeah. like for example, the Captain America Winter Soldier. Yeah. I hate that movie. I, I really like do. It. And you didn't like it, either, right? No, I like it. You like it? Okay. I liked it. I'm trying to remember. There was some other person who said they didn't like it. Jared. As well. <laughs> well, yeah, but he on everything basically. So, um, <laughs> but uh, people like that movie for various reasons, and I, I just actually started. I got, I got ten minutes into it before I fell asleep last night, because um, I'm doing a Marvel rewatch right now. Right. Um, Good call. And I, I had reached that movie, and I was like, "Oh man, I'm dreading this." The first ten minutes were really good. Like they really work because it's it's Captain America having a fun conversation with Sam, the who becomes the Falcon or whatever, and he's running. They're running mm-hmm. around the monuments yes, and stuff. Yes. It's such a good scene. There's good dialogue, and then you have where they're fighting on the ship with uh, with Black Widow. Him and him and Black Widow are the whole time talking about like, oh, you should ask out Janice from accounting, like mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. And they're having like a. It's so good. But Peggy, his right, conversation yeah. with Peggy literally makes that movie yeah, the first just, movie. No, the second movie when he goes to the Oh, I totally forgot that happened. Man, yeah. But anyway, so the, um, I was watching the movie and it's like, okay, I can understand why people would like this movie. The problem is it breaks down. It really breaks down by the end of the movie. They have not fulfilled any of the promises they gave at the beginning of the movie. 
Um, and they have randomly thrown in things that shouldn't have been in there, like Black Widow suddenly having uh, face-changing technology when it's not foreshadowed yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Like, all those sorts of things. And also, I couldn't connect with Bucky as a character. I didn't like him at Bucky, all in that Bu- movie. No, no. That is something I can morally reprehend somebody about if you like the character Bucky. No. <laughs> No, that is that is a moral wrong answer. No, he was a very he's he just a very uncompelling character to me, um, and so I just watched the movie. I was like, I just really didn't like that movie. But other There's people, no can be, reason will be for like, Captain America to care about him at all. Yeah, yeah. He 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 literally he was brainwashed. He just killed a bunch of people, and any good person would have killed Bucky as soon as they saw him. Any good person, that's or at no. least like captured him and like brought him to prison. No. No, he, if he killed that many people, it doesn't matter if he was brainwashed or not. He is killing people, and the only way to save those lives is to kill Bucky. No, no. there's yes, no, no. there is there was legitimately no. no reason whatsoever he should have not. No, I think given Bucky. given the scene that happened, like it not any scene like that wouldn't necessarily be the answer for. But the exact I remember now the exact scene in Winter Soldier. It came to a point where like. Captain America, if he was a good moral person, yes. should have just killed the guy yes. because he was literally killing people left and right. Yes. And, he, and he just there was, didn't. There so. was no reason. Okay, all right. So It ruined the character of Captain so America. So I've been watching this movie. anime lately. And I, I'm not going to say what it's called because I can't recommend it because there were some sketchy things near the end. Um, but okay, so there's there's this guy and uh, he, has this, he has this friend. And um, so um, this guy was pretty much like... Uh, okay, all right, so this this guy, and he had this friend, and his friend betrayed him, and did a bunch of terrible things, and killed a bunch of people, and he remembers him saying, like, like, dude, if you're, if you're my friend, like, you should have killed me, like, you, you need to kill me, because of all the terrible things I've done, like, you need to kill me, like, if you're really a good friend, you, you need to kill me, kind of a thing, you promised you would kill me if I went down this path, and you didn't. And, and it's this huge emotional thing where the guy is like, yeah, I like I, but I'm too weak. Like, I can't kill you. You're my friend. And then he ends up doing it. And then the guy ends up being brought back to life, like, minutes later. And he's like, I can't kill you again. Like, are you kidding me? And, like, like I just killed my best friend because he was he was a murderous monster. And he wanted again? me to. What, huh? what are you referencing? Uh, the, the one anime that I'm not going to name because I don't want people to watch it because it was inappropriate in but you're gonna... places. Was it... <laughs> I, won't, I won't put this in. I'll cut this oh, out. Okay. Seven Deadly yeah, Sins? Yeah, Seven okay. Deadly Sins. So, like, it, it was this thing where it was just like, like, you're, you're going to... Like, I have to kill you. And he did the right thing. He was like, yeah, no, I, I killed my friend because he was murdering people. And I had to stop him. And that's what my friend wanted me to do. And literally it happens with two other characters as well. Where it was like, it was like, bro, like, you know, like we're, we're friends and whatnot. But like, if you go down a dark path, like I'm, I'm, what, what, like if, if I, if, if you are who I think you are, like, I have to kill you. You know that, right? And he was like, yeah, no, I completely like, no, you should kill me. Yeah kind of a thing where it is what happened twice in the same show where it was a relationship between two best friends who realized that yeah no this is you are walking down an evil dark path and i want you or like like the person is like i want you to kill me because like like they made a pact like like if i ever go down this path like you need to kill me 
And they were like, yeah, no, absolutely. That's what friends are for. Mm -hmm. Like, legitimately. And Jared and I talk about that all the time. <laughs> that, hey, if you ever become a dictator, like, if I ever come a, become a dictator and start killing people, you'll you'll take me down, right? And they'd be like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, that is what a guy friend is for, is is to keep them in line. And, like, I, th I think the, the one of the things, though, too, was that Captain America literally did nothing to yeah. stop Bucky. Like yeah, he he was just trying to appeal to his heart. He was like, all, you, that was all, yeah, it was and it's just like, all right, come on, Captain America. Like at least hit him with the shield in the face. Like knock him out. But he just didn't. He he stood there and did nothing. So, but anyway, yeah. Uh, what? Why did we get in this tangent? I disagree, but we can have a different episode where we talk about. It. Um, I the only thing I want to talk about now is like what they leave you with to think about. Yes. Yes. So. What I'm left to think about is, um, well, I was talking with your mom about this, the, how people come into your life and you love them very much and they've impacted you greatly, but they just can't, like, you can't have the relationship that you always had. Yep. And I, like, that is, that's true. And that is how it is. And you'll always love that person. You'll always appreciate them. But it's, mm -hmm. like, relationships are dynamic things, so... They have mm -hmm. to change and look different. So I really liked that. Right. And, and though I definitely agree with that, in the specific instance that was that relationship, they had gotten to the point where they should have been married already because they were yep. living together and sleeping together. Mm -hmm. And morally, as a Christian, that's not the kind of relationship you can end. If it gets to that point, and you, yeah. like, one, they should have gotten married. Because you know whatever, but <laughs> but then they should have after after you so get married, you stay the together. Worldview. Right. If you're yeah. looking at it through that worldview. Yeah. If you look at it through the worldview, but I don't want to do that because yeah. that's Hollywood. I don't like Hollywood. So I have no problem doing that because I think you can still learn things from it. Yes, yeah, so you can still learn things, and and taking that and applying it to other relationships makes sense. But you can't apply the same thing to that exact type of romantic yeah. relationship because if oh, you have a yeah, Christian no. is in that type of really romantic relationship, you need to man or woman up. And you're married already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. I'm stop just saying sinning. in general. Or just end it because you're unhealthy, you know, but, yeah. but, but I mean, you no. can't. You just need to get married. Right. Or, <laughs> or if the, the other person is like, uh, like not a Christian mm. or you have. That's why it was so much know. easier in the Israelite days because marriage was literally what? you slept together. That was marriage. Right. Yeah. That's so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's a lot cheaper that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so ancient Israelites. You don't have to invite any people to right, your wedding. But, but that was because the ancient, yeah, don't do that. That's because that's because in ancient Israel you couldn't separate. <laughs> in ancient Israel, you didn't. You there was no separation between I slept, we slept together, and we yeah, are one flesh. Exactly. Because that's what that means. Yeah, exactly. And and that was that was the biblical thing is. Is it wasn't a when man you got married his or father and mother yes. to be one with his yeah. wife, <laughs> and and that was assumed that marriage is sexual relations, and when mm -hmm. when that happened, you were one flesh and you were married. Yes, it wasn't. Oh, we're going to get married and, and now then we can become have one sex. flesh. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was as soon as you have sex that you are married. Yes, <laughs> and you stay married. Yep. If only our culture still believed that. Yep. Mm. So yeah, right things idea. to learn. Um, Amen. Yeah. So I think the reason that they use that relationship is because 
everyone gets drawn into a romantic. No, for sure. And I'm not again. I'm not and saying that it was. So that's the vehicle. I'm just saying if we are if we are looking at that oh, through right. the lens of a Christian, yeah. you have to be careful not to take oh, that yeah. direct application yeah. and say, well, it's okay if I'm sleeping with both her no. boyfriend and girlfriend, and then we just leave on you know good terms or whatever, you know. No. Yeah, that doesn't happen. <laughs> like how I think it makes it easier to see that how or see that you can't always be with the people that you love, even if it's not romantic love. I'm mm-hmm. not talking about romantic love necessarily right. here. But everyone gets drawn into that romantic relationship because that's just how we are. Yep, so then it's very like, Even if it's just a purely emotional thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell so. you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you home right there. Because I think we had this conversation earlier today. We did have this conversation earlier today. But anyway. Um, <laughs> that's an episode you'll hear next time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Connor's life is burned to the ground. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. And there was something else that I learned from that movie, but... <laughs> Probably something else. Yeah, oh, oh, I do. Um, I think the importance of not sacrificing your dreams for someone else in the sense that you're becoming someone who you're not. Someone who you're not, yeah. Like, you can consolidate mm-hmm. dreams, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. but when you're becoming someone who you're not, then you have a problem. Yeah, and again, it really it really becomes, like, if it's specifically a situation like that with a romantic relationship, if you have gotten to the point where you're like, yeah, like, we're probably going to get married or, like, we're in a very serious relationship, that's where you do have to start making concessions because mm-hmm. if you and if that you're is already, healthy and good exactly do that. you should yeah. absolutely do that because if you don't it's just going to cause way more conflict when you when slash if you do actually get married or you break mm-hmm. up yep. like at that if you've gotten into that sort of a serious emotional connection like you just gotta you, you have to do those sorts of things mm-hmm. and that's a good thing to do but if, especially if it's not a romantic relationship and it's just like two friends or whatever you should not be giving major concessions to a person simply because they are your friend. If it's something going contrary to the person that you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And that can lead to very unhealthy But okay, so so here's here's my my stigma on this. So so let's say I really like this girl, right? And okay, we can uh, imagine that, I suppose. Okay. What's <laughs> wrong with you people? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna edit this. Along. Right. Okay. Um. So so let's say I really like this girl, and she had a a plan that wasn't in line with my plan for my life. But I loved this girl enough to be like, you know what? I would rather spend my life serving her and following her plan than to give up on her to follow my dream. Because a person is more important than what I want to do with my life. Yeah, I would agree with that. But, okay, yes, I agree with that. Um, Are you saying that's why you have a problem with the movie? Well, no. for the moral of the movie. Oh, yes. just the moral. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's okay to give up that dream as long as you're still being yourself. That's yeah, kind and of the I think consolidation. That's the, that's the, of the point. Dream. It's that's not that, like the fine line. It's that not you that you cross. want, I have this specific dream that I have to fulfill. Yeah. Because as a Christian, especially, like you can't think that way because you don't know what tomorrow's going to look like. Mm-hmm. You have to be flexible with your life and just mm-hmm. serve God where you are right now and let God take care of the details. But if it's um, like a. Uh, a very concrete foundational thing to you. If you are the kind of person who's like, who is a certain way. And this other person is like, like I am going to rock you outside of your comfort zone in a extremely unhealthy way. And I want you to do this because I, I will need to do this other thing. And you've got to come with me. Like 
there has to be a, a, a point there where you say, no, I don't want to do that. And I'm not going to give up that thing because I don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Like you're asking something very unreasonable of me and I don't have to take that extra step here. Mm-hmm. Like if the concession for getting married to a person was, well, you know, I've always wanted to live in Africa and be a missionary. It's like, I just don't feel called to be a missionary in Africa. Mm-hmm. And that might be a time to just step yeah. aside. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, that's the whole thing of, of what is God calling you to do and where do you feel the peace of God kind of a thing. Mm. Is if I think that this person was brought into my life because I'm supposed to do this with my life rather than the plan that I had, right? then that's what you got to go with. But if it's, uh, oh, well, you know, this is, I know that this is what God has called me to do. And if I tried to marry this person, it wouldn't like mesh, then obviously that's not okay. But it, it, it depends on whether or not a person is more important or if you if you know that the plan that you have is the one that God has given right. And that's something that you that isn't magical and mystical yeah. and mm-hmm. you can't just be like, well, I know for sure, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I have to be a missionary in Africa. Yeah. You have to be willing to set those things aside because you're human, you're mm-hmm. fallible, just yep. like everybody else. You might be thinking you're supposed to do this when you're not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But the best thing, the thing that you have to do is just do the very best that you can in the moment that you are in the situation that you are and just keep living out biblical principles in your day-to-day life and figure it out as you go along. That's a good Christian in that artist. Thank you. <laughs> like, uh, like, uh, one of my favorite poems, um, because of short life, prune long anticipation, seize the day and do not put too much hope in the future. Virgil. I yeah. paraphrased that, but you yeah. know. Good. It's good stuff. The only other thing I want to talk about of this movie is the name specifically. Did we talk about this? La La, La, La Land, Land. How they got I, the name? Yeah, you should you should talk to that. Um. So my two thoughts of why the name is how it is is La L A Hollywood. Ah. Oh. La La Land. Okay. Then, yeah. That that's yep. That makes sense. Um. And then the other one is being in La La Land, like the planetarium scene. Hmm. And just. The someone's in the crowd, you're kind of zoned out. And mm. if you're not, if you're in La La Land, not taking a hold of your dreams, good things don't happen. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. It's, oh, there's just so yeah. much to discover. In and that that's what's so great. Movie. Like, so we've great. literally covered like 10, 20% of what that movie brings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every time we watch it, we'll come we just, up with something new. Yeah, and it's so good. We didn't even talk about all the lighting stuff. So yep. when they're playing City of Stars and it's green, I think it was an envious kind of love that they had there. One, Yeah, one last thing I'll say uh, as to yeah. those sorts of things is just the way they do physical effects in that movie. I guarantee you they had to do so many takes. Yep. So many takes mm-hmm. because they didn't do a bunch of post stuff. It was all very like physical effects. We are going to yep. set up all this lighting and change the lighting mid-scene and with one shot the whole thing to make it be perfect as we need it to be Mm -hmm. and look really really good Mm -hmm. because you have these scenes where like you're you you know that it's inside their mind and suddenly there's a spotlight on the person across the room but it wasn't you didn't do that artificially that they literally had a light just in the in the corner of the like off off screen, mm-hmm. and they dimmed all the other lights and boom, put the spotlight on there. And it's great. So good. Oh, the scene of when Mia's during the summer in the crowd and she looks in the mirror and then she comes out and everyone's the crowd. Yeah. I love that. Be- how that symbolizes that she's 
not she's gonna not willing do to that. Compromise. She's not willing to mm-hmm. compromise and just go with anyone in the crowd to get yep. her to where she wants to be. Yep. She knows that that won't work. Yep. And the more I think about, at first I'm like, eh, she's kind of weak. Like she's typical girl that you'd fall in love with. But the more that I think about her, I guess the more I'm able to really or like appreciate her. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. Cool. Awesome. That was fun. Yeah, as a homework, go watch La La Land. Yes. And, and report to us all the things you yeah, discover because I'm always up for geeking out about La La Land or really anything in general. So if you have another movie you want us to pick apart, yeah. we'll do it. Yeah, for sure. And I, I posted this on the social medias um, a bit ago if you want, like asking for topics. But um, I feel like people who will probably listen to this more than they'll look at the social media stuff. Arrival. Um, Oh, oh, I yes. still need to watch Arrival. Yes, I yeah, want to watch it so badly. watch that soon. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll uh, uh, take all those into consideration. If you have a question for us that you want us to answer on the podcast, please ask us. I know that there was a, a question that Carly had several months ago. <laughs> several months ago. That we I did it. Like, we really do. Wow. Yeah, we like I said, we wonder why we don't have listeners. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you have to have something to but, listen to to be like, a listener. Well. Yeah, that I, that I do want to get to... Um, I'm going to go back through the backlogs of our social media stuff and see if I can okay. find that again. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we will be, hopefully, fingers crossed, be uh, releasing episodes regularly. Do my, once do a week my now. feet are crossed. My legs are crossed. The rest of the summer, that should be the case. Um, so, uh, stay tuned. My fingers are Next crossed week. and my arms are crossed behind my head. Like We'll be back. <laughs> we'll be recording. We'll be this back is a good omen. Next week. <laughs> yep. All righty. I think that's it, peeps. My tea is almost gone, so we better stop. Yeah. <laughs> or else Anna's going to start headache. getting angry. <laughs> the withdrawals start will Start getting come. cranky. I was just... Okay, so I drink caf- caffeinated beverages to stay awake, and I take Benadryl to sleep. What's wrong with my life? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, okay, so so this totally is completely and utterly random. It's totally fine. But uh, some... One of the, the guys that I work with is a huge Lord of the Rings fan, and we talk about Lord of the Rings uh, all the time. Is he the one named Aragorn? Uh, no. Oh. No, that was that was at Schnucks. Oh, was at Schnucks. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, he, we were, we were, it was a Saturday, and we were just about to start on the lunch rush, and so there was a line of, like, five people that just walked in, and he turned to me and was like, so it begins. <laughs> I was just like, yes. Yes. <laughs> so here we go, guys. Nice. Season three. So, so it, begins. it begins. Okay, that's the hashtag. Hashtag. And it's so going it to be a dramatic right. season, so it is. Yeah. we need a dramatic yeah. hashtag. Yeah, it's true. From a dramatic movie. Will Caleb really find love? Probably. Yep, I th- think I've already done that. I think he's Ooh. got that done. All right. Will The Arrival be a good movie? Probably. Mm-hmm. Most assuredly. I have to find something. Johan Johansson made the score, so yeah. yeah. That's very true. Need something. Is Connor stupid? Yes. Dang it. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Most assuredly. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) All right. So you can find us on Twitter at Christ (laughs) underscore art underscore show at Facebook at Facebook.com slash Christian Artist Show and at our website at Christian Artist Show.com. Haven't heard that in a while. I know. uh, I forgot how much I was missing that. Thank you very much for uh, <laughs> listening, sticking with us, even though we have taken long hiatuses. Um, and uh, not we don't need a break, you know? It's true. I had finals, 
and surprise, we actually have a backlog a of twenty semester. episodes. <laughs> <laughs> no, they'll all be released at once. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a horrible idea. Uh, yeah, so we'll we'll be recording soon. Uh, probably some more reviews of some movies. Um, I know we had some other uh, more Christian topics to talk about, but I I do want to kind of make sure that we're swinging the podcast back towards artsy sorts of stuff. Yeah, because it seems like yeah. for a while there we were only doing Christian. Yeah, it feels yeah, like for a while we were season. only Christian. Oh, shut up. Forgot you know what I mean. Artists, too. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, at least yeah. we had the more important one down. So. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you take yeah. what you get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, well, I'm going to leave before I punch someone, so... Well, okay, but no, think about this. If we did have, like, at least, like, 20 episodes, it would be like, like, we were airing on television and then we got picked up by Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> and then we released an entire yeah. season at once. Yeah, released an entire season at once. Oh, my gosh. Oh, all right, well, adios. We're on season yeah, four be, now. That would be awesome <laughs> if we got picked <laughs> up on that one. Season three is one episode long. The writers went on strike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, adios. Bye. Bye. Peace. <laughs>